morning. Beautiful, messy human from this beautiful, messy human. How you going? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Smart Women slash human. Welcome if you are not a woman. Everyone's welcome here. I really should be talking to you about my book. I have lots of podcast episodes I want to record diving into different aspects of the beauty load of feeling enough in a world obsessed with beauty and how you can navigate relationships and self-worth in relationships in a world obsessed with beauty. So much to talk to you about there. But alas, today I really feel a burning desire to talk to you about trauma and what not to do if you're feeling traumatized. Because this is something I just see and hear is happening a lot and I want to make sure that you are okay and you're looking after yourself because quite frankly there's been a lot of traumatic shit going down in the world and it's quite possible that you yourself my dear are feeling traumatized. I have been feeling traumatized from the recent floods in Brisbane. They impacted my home. Uh, we were very lucky in that the flood didn't come into our house, but it gave us a really big scare. It came to places that we had just always thought it was not possible for our creek to come to and had found safety and security in thinking that. So in that <laughs> possibility is just within half an hour just totally blown apart it kind of it's quite traumatizing it's kind of like well what the heck is possible then there's a lot of a lot of fear in your reality being challenged like that what I want to do first though is I want to just say that I am not a specialized trauma therapist I'm a relationship coach a counselor a couple therapist but I have done a lot of exploring of trauma, particularly I've recently done Frank Anderson's Trauma and IFS. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a course, but whatever that was. Um, I've looked into Peter Levine, Bessel van der Kolk and Gabor Mate's work, who are a lot of the trauma experts. Also Janine Fisher is fantastic. But I think it's, it's good to start by defining trauma what is trauma and there's lots of different definitions out there one that I really like is is that it's 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 defined by a moment in which your reality has changed you thought one thing and then one moment changes how you can think about that forevermore so an affair is quite a traumatic experience. I've heard um, another definition, Martha Beck, uh, who's a fantastic coach. She defines trauma as any big emotions that have no place to go, that have no resolution, no solution, no place to put them, no safe place to put them. 
and you feel quite helpless in managing and dealing with that big emotion. So that's another good uh, definition, I, re I reckon. And I think, of course, trauma is a spectrum. Um, there's capital T trauma, where a really horrific thing has happened to you. And there's small t trauma, which is those little micro abuses that happen from within ourselves and from others as we are in families and in relationships. And I think we are all traumatized to some degree, whether that is from recent events or from our past. And it's quite possible that you might be traumatized and maybe it's due to recent events, due to floods, due to environmental catastrophes, another event, um, stuff that happened in your past or even just the state of the world and the climate and the war and losing faith in our leaders is quite traumatizing. But what I want to just really suggest here that the big mistake we often make in, in dealing with trauma and what not to do is to dismiss it, is to dismiss your own trauma or to dismiss another person's. Right? The worst thing we can do is dismiss or deny or minimize trauma. And what, what minimizing, denying and dismissing does is it means we're not going to offer it that place, that space, that release ever, <laughs> or at least not until it knocks us for six, that we get stoic and we keep going and we can actually do damage to our well-being from keeping going. And I think that it's been impossible for a lot of people in really badly affected flood areas who are traumatised to pause, to stop and to look after themselves and to give themselves a safe space to release at the moment. And this, um, it will have to, you will have to pause and stop at some point and give yourself those pressure valve release moments, but also that safe place for it to be unpacked and sifted through. I think what happens a lot, especially when there's so much crisis and catastrophe around us, is that we minimize our own suffering and our own trauma because we compare ourselves to others and we think, well, I can't be traumatized because what they've been through is much worse. Therefore, I am not going to acknowledge my own feeling, big feelings because I don't really deserve them when I haven't gone through what they've gone through. And this is really harmful, peeps. This is harsh, harsh internal treatment and it can be traumatic in itself. We need to stop doing this. And I'm speaking from personal experience because... <laughs> Let me tell you a story about when I did this to myself. I um, I don't know if you've been around this long, but I had a, a family three-month holiday trip to the UK and Italy planned for March nine, uh, 2020. I was about to say 19, 2020. No, that's not a year. 
And it had been lovingly prepared and planned for oof, over a year to the point that we had studied Italian. <laughs> We're ready to speak Italian. Um, and two weeks before our flights, we had to cancel it. And immediately, uh, my husband went into uh, crisis mode at work. So he went from having a three-month holiday booked to crisis mode. And I didn't have any work because I had taken a three-month break. And so it took me quite a while to get back to work. But I think it was quite traumatizing for me very disappointing very upsetting very sudden but I didn't have my husband to be in it with me because he was in crisis mode and that was really hard it was hard I didn't have a place to put all that feeling I didn't have someone to be in it with me to validate it I also minimized it for myself because other people were going through this intense, horrid COVID disaster. Italy was in an absolute state. The whole world was in a panic. Everyone had cancelled holidays. It was definitely not unique to me, to us. Um, and so it was really easy for me to go and get over yourself. And even people I spoke to would say to me, oh, aren't you lucky? Aren't you so lucky that you didn't go? And I was like, oh, ouch, because I'm just feeling really unlucky that the whole shit show, shit show situation happened at all. Not, I'm not yet feeling lucky. So um, me minimising it actually kept me quite stuck and it took me months to get out of a funk of what felt like a depression, really, of being, being just cranky and pissed off. Because I didn't fully allow myself the pain of it because other people had it worse. So we don't want to do that and we don't want to do it to other people. People have big feelings about what's going on and that is so valid and it might not be as bad as other people it's so so valid um the thing with trauma is your body will respond before your mind even follows has has a chance to get there so a friend of mine whose home and business got flooded in the recent floods when more rain was coming um and forecast felt sick to her stomach to the point of nausea and vomiting. You know, it sits there in our bodies. So what we need to do is we need to allow all that emotion a place, a space, a safe place, a sob, a release. Um, when it feels like you are ready, Martha Beck has a couple of really powerful questions to ask yourself or a friend and I I've tried them on myself 
and a couple of clients and they, they do seem to be really helpful. And those two questions are to go back into those moments and, and that's hard, and to ask yourself what was the worst part of it, what was the scariest thing about it. So when I, when I go back into that moment where the floodwaters were rising and I didn't know, I think the hardest thing for me was losing my old safety beliefs and not knowing what was possible anymore. That was so scary. And just losing my old navigation tool of how safe we were felt really scary. So you could ask yourself that question. And the other question Martha Beck asks is, what goodness and what love was there even in that moment? And for me, there was a lot of goodness and love. There was my family and my kids. I was FaceTiming my family in Sydney and they were checking in with us the whole time. They were really caring. Um, we wandered up the street and we were helping a neighbour who had flooding coming in their front door. Everyone was checking in on each other. I had people checking in on me from Sydney. I had people checking in on me from all over the place and that felt like love. Um, and we were really here in our home where we were really trying to be careful and gentle and loving with each other. So that's a nice question as well. I think in my heart of hearts, I knew that we were safe. Like I knew that our physical bodies were safe and I knew our, the upstairs of our home was safe as well. <sighs> I think as well, when dealing with trauma, a lot of the those experts that I was mentioning before, and particularly in IFS, and Dick Schwartz and Frank Anderson, we talk about the self with a capital S in IFS. The self is this loving entity part of you that knows who you are, knows that you are worthy, knows that you are love, trusts um, who you are when your small scared parts doubt and I think um, coming into contact with that loving caring all-knowing trusting part of you is what heals the traumatized parts of you so wherever you can if you feel like you can give those scared small parts a hug from a bigger more knowing, more central core part of you, the one who can check in, the one who can go, hey, I feel like I'm worried. That's the part who's checking. It's kind of like the metacognition part of you. It's what sets us apart from the animals. Access to this central, stable, loving, knowing part of you that never does doubt. That part of you is, I, I often describe it like the blue sky. You know, and you can have clouds cover the blue sky so that you can't even see it. You don't even think the blue sky is there anymore. Or they might just be passing by. But the blue sky, that self part of you is always there. And if you can access that to give comfort to your small scared parts, it will help. It will definitely help. All right, so what I want to say to you, my love, is that Whatever you're feeling is valid. 
your feelings are valid and they deserve some space and some time and some love and some care. And just because someone has suffered worse and more and in more catastrophic ways than you does not mean that your suffering does not need some attention and some love. And the same goes for your children, the same goes for your friends, the same goes for your partner, for your parents, for whoever, for whoever. If people are feeling upset and troubled and emotional and traumatized, and that deserves some space and some time and some love. Take care of yourself, my dear. Big love. Bye.